Growing up in school, I got on with girls a lot better than boys. And when I went to university, one of the things that I found attracting was the LGBT lifestyle and that community. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist on Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show. Today, we're going to talk about how someone who grew up believing he was different ended up diving into a homosexual lifestyle and found his identity as a homosexual man. But ultimately, he found a newfound faith in Jesus Christ. Jamie, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Jamie, so you told me before that you struggle with some mental illness issues that always left you feeling like you never fit in and that you were very different as you were growing up. Can you tell me how your mental illness affected your social life? Well, growing up in school, my mom started to notice my behavior changing. And the teachers pointed it out, you know, that Jamie's behavior is different, it's changing. So this caused my mom to look for a diagnosis in me. And I was diagnosed with ADHD, OCD, and a few other things. And when it comes to being in the classroom, it forced me to kind of isolate myself. I couldn't identify with anyone. Because someone put a label on me now and this made me feel different, you know. I just couldn't fit in in any social groups. And, you know, boys my age would like to play football or rugby and were very boisterous and heavy sports. And I didn't enjoy any of that. I wasn't, you know, active in that way. I would like to express myself through talking, you know, through kind of drama. And I was a very emotional person. So I got on with girls a lot better than boys. That is where I felt I fit in a lot most. But this didn't help because I didn't have a chance to develop as a young boy, you know. Growing up with females and getting along with them, you know, you don't grow into your full potential as a young boy. So it caused me to embrace kind of a lot of feminine attributes and a lot of things that females like. You know, girls were more sensitive. They would like to talk about how they feel. They would like to express themselves, you know, and lads didn't want to do that. They were more kind of closed off and they expressed themselves through sports, through football. And I didn't really like sports. So I would kind of sit out and talk to kind of the, what you call the outsiders in school who didn't really fit in. So I felt kind of left out. I couldn't relate to anyone on an emotional level, you know? Mm. So you grew up never fitting in. And that's a tough spot to be in for anyone. But later in college, something changed where you finally felt like you fit in a group. Is that right, Jamie? Definitely, definitely. So when I went to university, you know, everything at university is more open. You know, you're more liberated to kind of explore yourself. You know, I moved away from home. I was excited. You know, I had this new fresh start that I could build even, you know, new relationships and leave my past behind. So I kind of went to university with that mindset and I had the liberty to explore these suppressed desires that I've had since being a child. And one of the things that attracted to me, you know, I found attracting was the LGBT lifestyle and that community. The community stood out to me. There was a colorfulness and a free spirit that was promoted through that. And it kind of drew me to exploring that, definitely. Mm. So you were really able to explore freely in your new environment. So what did you find so amazing about that lifestyle? And did it end up fulfilling you? 
well, you know, I felt a lot of self-rejection in school, you know, and because of my mental health, I didn't feel like I fit in. So when I came to university and found the LGBT lifestyle in the community, it kind of offered acceptance and love and involvement and peace. And that's what attracted me. So when I went into it, I was, you know, kind of deceived at first. It appeared to be that way. But after time went on, you know, I started to feel kind of empty still, kind of, you know, trying to fit in with who's the best looking, you know, who's got the best body, the better shape, the better physique, you know, who's got the best hairstyle, who's got the best dress sense. So it was a lot of judgmentalness within that community and competitiveness, who can be the best, who can stand out the most, who can, you know, it was definitely overwhelming for me through the striving, you know, trying to fit in even more. It still left me with this emptiness. That would be upsetting to think you finally found your clan or group to only find more emptiness in it. So then you started seeking something more. Yeah, well, because it wasn't working out in social groups, you know, and um, the LGBT community, you know, everyone seemed to be gossiping and there was no trust in friendships. And it really held me down. You know, it really made me feel exhausted, all the arguments, all the division. So I started to kind of isolate myself from that a little bit more. And I felt a hunger for meaning in life, you know, purpose and just asking deep questions like, you know, why are we here? You know, what is the meaning of life? You know, and it just occurred to me at the time to call out to God, you know, and to seek that spiritual fulfillment. So because of the internet, you know, I was exposed to an unlimited amount of information and resources to all the different religions and information about those religions and practices and videos and tutorials and just all kinds of different stuff and books as well, you know, online books. And one of the things that I was exposed to was the law of attraction. And the law of attraction, they teach that you can ask for anything, regardless of the consequences, into your life and it shall be done for you. They even use Christianity. They masquerade behind the label of Christianity and use scriptures to justify their beliefs. You know, there's a simple scripture that Jesus says, ask for anything in my name and it shall be given. Now, what's wrong with that for me was, I didn't know at the time, was that this is actually rooted in the occult, you know, pagan practices, ancient religions. It appears to have Jesus in the center, it appears to have Christianity in the center, but it's far from it, you know? Yeah, Jamie. Hey, let's stop there. But I want to have you on our next show to talk about how this journey led into getting even deeper into the occult or witchcraft until you met someone who told you the truth about Jesus Christ. I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of your testimony. Thanks so much, Jamie. No problem. Thank you for having me. Let's talk about what we just heard after the break. Real life is made possible this week with the help of On Fire Merchant Services and our Awakening the Nation's monthly giving partners. If you own your own business taking Visa and MasterCard, call and get a quote from On Fire Merchant Services. On Fire Merchant Services is on fire to serve you. Look them up at onfiremerchantservices.com or call them at 877-333-6682. That's onfiremerchantservices.com or 877-333-6682. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. 
More Real Life starts now. Welcome back. And we've got some heavy things to delve into here because, you know, here we have Jamie Roby talking about some interesting ideas that he was delving into. I mean, his whole life, here he is, and he's never feeling like he's fitting in. He's always going about and feeling like he's different. And I think a lot of us can really identify with that. You know, I grew up never, ever feeling like I fit in. I always felt like I was on the outside. I never felt like I was truly on the inside. And I think all of us, now why is that? I'm just curious. Why is it that all of us have this, you know, we all grow up with this feeling like I need to belong. I mean, psychologists know that we all have a need for belonging, but why is it that way? Why are we made to feel like we belong? And the reason why is because God created us for community. We were actually created to feel like we belong, but that can be manipulated. It can be twisted to belong to the wrong thing. And that is what Jamie really began to discover as he's living this lifestyle where he's identifying himself as LGBTQ and he's so free. He feels like he belongs. And then he didn't feel like he belonged a little bit. And then he actually felt like it was empty and he started seeking spiritual fulfillment. And you know, a lot of people are right here. And maybe you're right here. Maybe you're like, I need some more fulfillment. And then there's all these new ideas like, oh, you know, if you ask the universe or, you know, if you just ask for it and you believe for it, you will receive it. And he was talking about that. He was talking about the law of attraction. And this thing right here is something that is not good. You know, the Bible has a verse here and it talks about this verse here about a man who's going to be with a woman that he shouldn't be with, like an adulterous woman. In Proverbs 6.27, it says, can a man carry fire next to his chest and his clothes not be burned? And I just want to really kind of break this down. In our lives, we always feel like we can get into stuff and that it won't affect us. I mean, come on. I know that's you. I know it's me. All my life growing up, I'm like, you know, let me watch this. Let me get into this. I'm not going to get sucked in. I'll be able to control it. It'll be okay. And guess what? Next thing you know, I'm being overwhelmed by that very thing. And this is what it's talking about. Can a man carry fire next to his chest? Like literally a fire in your chest and his clothes not be burned? Come on, your clothes are going to catch on fire. If you have a fire next to your clothes, next to your chest, your chest hairs are going to fly it up. And that's the reality of what happens. And same thing here as the Bible talks about as an adulterous woman, very similar that anything bad or wrong for us that we get close to it, it's going to affect us. And as Jamie was getting involved with this law of attraction, it was going to affect him. Think about this. Why is this law of attraction a big deal? I mean, they're using Bible verses that says, ask for anything in my name and it shall be given. That's what Jamie Roby said. But what does the Bible actually say? It says in John 14, 14, Jesus said, you may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. It wasn't like I will give it, but I will do it. But it's interesting how a lot of groups that are teaching like occultish types of things, they use something that's truthful and they bend it just a little bit to mean something different and then teach from that. And when you teach something that's wrong just a little bit, it can really get you off course into the wrong thing. And if you're sitting there and you're asking in general and you're just, well, I'm not going to attract myself into this. And if I ask Jesus for this, he's just going to give it to me. And it doesn't matter what it is. 
That's not true. Because when Jesus was talking about that, he was talking about that if you ask for things in my name, and he would always say, pray in my name, he wasn't just asking for us to have like nice new houses and whatever we want, kind of like witchcraft or the occult. He was saying to ask for others when we pray for healing for others. That's what Jesus was doing. His disciples were in his name praying for healing for other people, praying for provision for other people, praying for basic needs, not for like this luxurious lifestyle. That is not what the Gospels are pointing to. The Gospels point to a life of self-denial that leads to the true essence and meaning of life, not to this fake, you know, have whatever you want and then your life will be empty. And that's what Jamie Roby said. His life ended up being empty, though he had so much. Can you relate to that? If you can, I want to pray for you. Lord Jesus, I'm coming to you with my friend who might be feeling like life is so empty. Life is so meaningless and life is so hurtful. And Lord Jesus, we just receive you. We believe in you. We're asking you for that fulfillment in life and for the true meaning of life to be deposited into our lives. We're asking this in Jesus' mighty name. My friend, I hope you were blessed by the show and I know that your life was touched. If you have a testimony to share or know someone who does and would like to share it on our show, go to awakeningthenations.com and click guest audition on the top menu. See you next time.